0: Welcome back to my podcast, Scaling Out. Recently, I invited my coworker, Angela Brooch, to speak to my management team about managing neurodiverse team members. You might think this means this podcast doesn't apply to you since you don't have anyone autistic on your team, but neurodiversity spans additional conditions including, but not limited to, ADHD, epilepsy, and dyslexia. As you recruit, hire, and then manage team members, you will not know what conditions, if any, they might have, but it's very important to be considerate of these situations and build an environment that can be successfully navigated by all employees. Angela was featured in an external blog post in April, 2019 titled, Not Bad, Not Better, Just Different. Why I'm proud to be autistic. I would like to welcome her to my podcast today. Angela, I cannot thank you enough for joining me. Thanks so much for inviting me. Well, one of the initial questions from the management team was whether we should adjust our recruiting and hiring to ensure we're not eliminating neurodiverse candidates at the beginning of the process.
1: COVID has pushed everyone to complete virtual interviews, and this is really a benefit to neurodiverse individuals. Virtual recorded responses, as well as virtual video conferences, are much more comfortable for many autistic candidates because they have the ability to control their own environment. The lighting, sounds, temperature, etc. are much more manageable in your own home.
0: Well, once employed, a manager might not even know the team member is on the spectrum. And due to HIPAA and other HR constraints, managers can't really ask either. So if the team member doesn't disclose their diagnosis, but the manager suspects that the individual requires some accommodations to be successful, what would you suggest they do? Well, first let's talk about some typical signs of autism.
1: A few examples might be repetitive movements or stemming, uh, which is typically a coping mechanism to deal with all the sensory input. Uh, Lack of eye contact or unusual body language is also common. So it's important not to assume that a blank expression means confusion or disinterest. What's critical to understand is that autism is a very complex diagnosis with a wide range of visible and non-visible impacts. So while you can't ask your employee, you also cannot diagnose them and be very careful researching this on your own because there's a lot of misinformation and outdated information out there. So to create a more successful environment, there are a few steps that can be taken, and I would suggest this be done for everyone on the team. Ad hoc meetings are a nightmare. Hmm. Unexpected conversations can be landmines. Provide topics, agenda, and even discussion notes in advance. If you need any input from others, generate the framework for that input in written form up front. Ask each team member how they would like to communicate. While many would prefer oral, written, whether email or text, is preferred by others. This helps everyone, whether they're on the spectrum or not. Meet your team member where they are.
0: So if someone does disclose their diagnosis, you mentioned there are key things not to say, right? Oh, yes. Definitely don't (laughs) gaslight the individual
1: to say, well, you don't look autistic. It takes a lot of courage to disclose because you end up hiding this disability all your life. Hmm. Just be appreciative that they confided in you and offer support. Listen to them and ask what you can do differently to make the work environment a successful place
0: for them. Well, Angela, I'm always in awe of your courage to share your own story, and I'm super impressed by your drive to go outside of your own comfort zone to share with others. You've already helped so many with your involvement in our work community. I really want to thank you. All right. Thanks everyone for listening to today's discussion. And until next time, stay safe.